Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. everybody episode number 36 the message board geniuses podcast this is who's i've got casey joy and mbg we had some scheduling conflicts last week so we're back after a one-week hiatus and this episode comes out will be about four weeks from the start of college football season and so with that in mind i thought we could kick things off by talking about which game each of us is most looking forward to this year it can either be your your school another school however you want to take a crack at it. So Casey, what are you looking forward to this year? I feel like I cheat at these questions every week. So I actually had three cause I couldn't choose just one, but I'll make it quick. <laughs> uh, the, the first one I'm really looking forward to and Joy's going to like this one is Florida state, Louis, uh, LSU, Louisiana state university on Sunday, September 3rd. I just, I want to know if Florida state's any good. And I also want to see if LSU is going to be a national title title contender. I know you don't really tell that from week one, but, I think that's a great game. I think it's a marquee game to open it up. The next night on Monday, September 4th, is Clemson and Duke. About 15 years ago, I would have said this wouldn't even be close, even if Tommy Bowden was the coach at Clemson. But it is the first game of the year on the road. Riley Leonard, the quarterback for Duke, is actually very good. Mike Elko, the former defensive coordinator at Texas A&M, Joy's favorite team had a nine and four year last year. They won their bowl game 30 to 13. Like this isn't your grandma's Duke team. So I'm a little bit nervous, especially on the road, installing a new offense, but we should be, should be okay. And then finally week three, Ohio state at Notre Dame. I just want to see those teams, those two teams play each other too, to either shut up one of the fan bases, really. A lot of good early season action there, man. And I agree. I, I am not comfortable with Duke being good at football. I I just it, it's not okay. You I remember to... going to that stadium and it had a track around it? Like it didn't feel yeah. like uh it was smaller than a lot of Texas high school stadiums. And we used to put fifty on them every year when I was in college. I mean they were just atrocious. Even when Spurrier was there, they actually tied us for the we won the ACC and shared it with them in like eighty nine. And we stomped them out that year even. So even when they were good, we just owned them. And now, oh. <laughs> Tickets to that game are over $100. Yeah, that's crazy. Any Duke game Duke? being over like $7, right? Is, <laughs> yeah. All right, Joy, what are you looking forward to? That's still cheaper than a game in Cameron Indoor, so I'll take it. But um, I'm looking forward to uh, Texas A&M at Miami. I hate both of those schools. But I just would love nothing more than for Jimbo to lose to Miami. Like, I just think that would be an absolutely beautiful thing. And it would just really set the tone for the rest of their season, which will be trash because their offense isn't going to change. And I just can't wait for another year of everyone calling for Jimbo's head, me included. The only thing I'm worried about is when he does eventually um, get fired. I don't know who I'm going to make fun of anymore. Um, I'm sure I'm I'll sure, find someone. I'm sure you'll but, find someone. Yeah, I'm not so <laughs> concerned about that aspect of it, but. That game I'm looking forward to. Also really looking forward to Texas at Alabama. I think Texas is really hyping themselves up. Like they're just going to go in there and curb stop Alabama, which usually when that happens, that doesn't happen. 
I think they think going into Tuscaloosa is going to be a little bit easier than 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 they they're really accounting for. So I think that'll be a good game, and still pretty early on in the season. So I'm excited to see see that game play out. Yeah, that's going to be a great one. I, I think that that's one of the biggest early season games. I like I like that we're all hate watching too. That's one of my favorite things to do during college football season. I'm not a big fan of the shoulda coulda wouldas, but man, Texas should have beaten them last year. So they're we'll Texas. See. I mean, they are they Texas. <laughs> they are back. <laughs> all right, MBG. I have a feeling you and I are going to share one of these games, MBG. Well, I have a feeling too because I was going to say two. The first one is going to be the Texas Alabama game, um, for all the reasons that y'all mentioned. Texas. I think Texas is going to be really good. And if they win that game, they could potentially be looking at the playoffs, I think. And they should have beat Alabama last year. Joy's shaking her head like Alabama's heads and shoulders above Texas. But, I mean, Texas really should have beaten them last year. Should have. And by watching those two on the field, there was, the talent disparity between the two was not great. It wasn't significant. So, And I think Texas is upgraded. So... Uh, that game's going to be fantastic, I think. And the second one is one that we've been talking about for for weeks on this show. Sorry to steal your thunder hoos, but you can pick up where I leave off, and that's the Ohio State-Michigan game. Right, we should just cancel the season and play that game <laughs> and because there's going to be so much at stake at that game, at least from uh, Ohio State's perspective. They have to win that game. And Ryan Day has to win that game. And what I realized today was that, you know, those guys could play each other, I think, the following week in the Big Ten championship game. So that could be – I mean, I don't know how they would look at Ryan Day if he split those two games, uh, or does he have to win the first one? I don't know. Um, but that first game is going to be unbelievable. I would I would pay almost anything to be at that game. It's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, regardless of the outcome, for purposes of our podcast, that game is going to deliver the goods because, <laughs> I mean, that rivalry, I mean, it's always been great, but I feel like, especially on Twitter, it's gotten particularly heated <laughs> lately. And so, and on the message boards, in the aftermath of that game, I, it's just going to be fantastic. We're going to have great content <laughs> in the in the aftermath of that one. Yeah, and then personally for me, so we open with Tennessee and Nashville, which will be fun. But I'm looking forward to JMU. We're at home in week two. Obviously, it's going to be super emotional after you know the way last year ended. And I don't want to get too far in the weeds with that stuff, but it's it's just going to be a a big game, I think, for us. I think after two weeks, we're going to have a good idea of where we stand nationally after playing Tennessee, but then also in state. I mean, JMU was good last year, and you know. 10, 15 years ago, this is a, a money game, a buy game for them where, you know, we get a free win and it's not by any means. I, I, I mean, we could, we probably are not going to be favored at home against JMU. So yeah, I think we're going to have a good idea of how uh, coach Elliott's second season is going after two games. So it should be fun, but yeah, really man, Ohio state, Michigan, I mean, <laughs> that one, we're going to have that one circled from day one. So. MBG, now before we uh, move on to the mailbag, there have been some rumors circulating on Twitter this evening about Colorado and one other Pac-12 team potentially going to uh, the Big 12. I think as soon as announcing the move within like the next 48 hours, there's been some speculation that the second team is Oregon. I was curious, uh, how are the message boards reacting to this news? (laughs) Well, it's crazy because all the major 
reputable news sources are now reporting Colorado, the big 12. So I would assume that that's a done deal. And then there's this, like you said, this mystery team. Some think it's Oregon. By the time this airs, we're going to sound foolish because that second team, if there is one, will probably be revealed. But some think it's Oregon. Some I've seen some people say that it's Oregon State. Some say it's Washington. I would think it's probably Arizona. Some have said it's Yukon. So that tells me that nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it hasn't been met with a lot of excitement. I think most of the, the teams like Utah, Washington, and uh, Oregon are kind of left scratching their heads in terms of what happens next. Uh, Utah fans are are all up in arms. There was some some guy today who posted a post saying F USC, F UCLA, F BYU, F the Big Twelve, F BYU, F Texas and Oklahoma, F BYU. <laughs> <laughs> As though was it BYU. you, MDG? <laughs> and he's like, and especially F all those effing programs in the Big Ten who are only in the conference raking in the cash because of an arbitrary accident of history while programs that have actually accomplished something are relegated to the kiddie table. Oh, and FBYU. <laughs> so uh, I don't know who Utah thinks they are, but apparently they think they deserve to be in the Big Ten. You know, there's Washington fans saying that they think it's no big deal that either San Diego State or Colorado State are just as valuable as Colorado, so that they should be able to fill in with uh, no problem. But I think the problem is the Pac-12 still doesn't have their TV deal. So yeah. I'm guessing whoever the TV partner is is not going to share that sentiment that San Diego State is just as good as Colorado. Um, so the next few days are going to be interesting. I think I don't know what's going to happen. Either Colorado's the only Pac-12 team that's going to leave, and they'll probably just fill in one team and everything will stay status quo or else the whole thing is going to fall apart. We'll probably know that in like two days time. Yeah. I've seen a lot of big 12 fans are getting out over their skis a lot. Cause I saw a bunch of them talking about how, you know, no, it can't be Oregon state. Like they don't, they don't move the needle enough for us. It's gotta be Oregon. Like what the hell? Like who, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Here's the thing that I feel bad for the PAC 12 because the PAC 12 is actually going to be as good this year as they've been in a long time. Yeah. USC is going to be good. Washington's going to be good. Utah's going to be good. Oregon's going to be good. UCLA will be pretty good. Arizona's Arizona. going to be better. Yep. I, mean, the, I mean, they could potentially this year have a playoff team and potentially a Heisman Trophy winner in that league. I mean, potentially, Casey. MBG <laughs> <laughs> with the hot takes tonight. Well, it's not a hot take to say Caleb Williams might win the Heisman or Michael Penix. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I mean, (laughs) USC was one, I mean, they were two minutes away from making the playoffs last year. It's not a stretch. I don't think it's, uh, I don't, I don't think it is either. And it's more just the, like I said, some of the big 12 fans on Twitter, it's, I mean, if you ask them, it's basically the SEC and the big 12. Or like the two big conferences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how many of those Big Twelve teams would jump at the chance to go to the Big Ten? Every single one. Every of them. single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. So yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Like you said, a lot of this may have shaken out by the time this drops on Friday, but figured we could at least uh, get it teed up here. So we're going to move on to our mailbag for this week. This week's question comes to us from our friend of the podcast, Chuck McElroy. Twitter account is at road under slash builder under slash TX. 
And I'll read this question and I'm going to modify it a little bit. So here's this question. You have to pick one of these two things. Pick A or option A is your team will win a football natty this season, but you'll never make a bowl game again as long as you live. Option B, your team will never make the expanded college football playoff, but will win at least 10 games every year until you die. So I think that choice is a little bit too easy. So I'm going to modify it. So option B is, let's say you'll make the playoff every 10 years. You're never going to win it, but you're going to win 10 games a year. And like every 10 years, you'll make the playoff. So which one of those options would you go with, Casey? Man, that's a tough question. And I had to write it down. Uh, uh, 15 years ago, I would have said win the natty, never win it again, because I didn't think Clemson ever had an opportunity to get there. I'm spoiled rotten the last 12 years. I think I would go with option B, never make the playoffs and have 10 wins. So I'm going I'm going 1995 Clemson student Casey here and saying never make the playoff but have 10 wins the entirety. But that would piss me off though. Wouldn't that piss you off? <laughs> but you you've banked a couple natties though, right? So I mean, you'd at least yeah, be good yeah. every that, year. That's... The rest of your life. I mean, yeah, that's, I think you're that's good a, there. That's a decent option. But that 12 team playoff, I don't know. Joy, you're up next. Yeah, that's why I had to throw in the twist because the never, I mean, it also would be a little weird if you won 10 games every year and never made the 12 team playoff, right? So at least yeah, this way I you, mean, this you, is hypothetical. I get yeah. it, but, and it's fun, but that, that would piss me off to win 10 games and not make that thing. Would it, you know, we'll see which yeah. one will piss you off more, right? Because of the other options, you never make another bowl. You never get to go to like the military bowl or something like that again, Casey. So. <laughs> the potato right. bowl. I've been to Boise. <laughs> right. All right, Joy, which one are you going with? I mean, I wish I could pick neither because these are just crappy options. Honestly, I would probably win a natty and then never make a bowl game because I feel like bowl games are losing their luster anyway. Like, I don't really care. And outside of the national championship, I could give a flip. So, not to mention, we have more natties than most. So, I'll add one more to the to the wall and just stare at it and not, and not make another bowl game. So, <laughs> at least you have baseball. Not to say that. You know, and everyone thinks I'm a conference homer anyway, so I'll just cheer for all the other SEC natties. You know, I'm sure there'll be plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, MBG, this is probably going to be a tougher question for you and me. We have a little bit different college football experiences than Casey and Joy do. Yes, we do. So that's why I would pick taking a natty. I figure, I mean, BYU fans have been beating their chest over winning a natty 40 years ago. So I, I, figure, I figure I could beat my chest for the rest of my life. I mean, 40 years, I'm out, right? So <laughs> I could be beating my chest for the rest of my life over that natty. So I'll take it. And you live in Texas, so their fans do the same thing. You blend in well. <laughs> yeah, th this one's easy for me. I mean, first of all, I'm used to not making bowl games. Like, we didn't <laughs> we didn't make our first bowl game until 1984 when I was 15, and we haven't made a whole lot recently and haven't gone to a lot of big ones. We went to the Orange Bowl in, what, 2019? But, I mean, other than that, it's been a lot of kind of lower-tier bowl games, which are great, but, you know, not quite as much fun. And then, I mean, the other thing is, Casey, do you have a question? No, he's no, watching sorry, the game. Watching the oh. <laughs> <laughs> His face is way too intense. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to stop talking. Okay. Alex Morgan scored, but she was offside. Oh, okay. 
And then, I mean, for me, the more important thing is if we want a football natty, first of all, that would just be outrageous. But then if we had a baseball, basketball, and football natty in my lifetime, plus two Ravens Super Bowls and an Orioles World Series back in 83, I mean, I, I can die happy. And I, I'm not going to be alive that much longer anyway. So, I mean, the, the lean years aren't going to be as long for me as they would for joy, right? Like, I've got, like, a good 25 years on you. So, I can ride out the next, you know, 25 years sucking. That wouldn't be too terrible. <laughs> you and MBG planning your funerals over there. Well, that's right. Yeah, I didn't mean for that to get dark. It was supposed to be a happy thing. <laughs> so. I get it, though. You've seen your squads. See, I would kill, I would kill for for a baseball natty. A yeah, I mean, whatever, the but... big three, I, I mean, you can't beat that. No. And, Virginia, and lacrosse. Texas, and Virginia Diving. On zero. That would, I mean, listen. Tennis. <laughs> and I would talk so much junk for the next, I, I mean, the rest of my life after winning a football natty. So kind of like three, <laughs> kind of like three win Virginia Tech. Just talking <laughs> trash on Twitter. Don't, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> A little pre-show talk, and I was uh, complaining about some Virginia Tech fans beating their chests after winning three games last year, and I lost my cool little on Twitter today. So I'm, I'm still trying to <laughs> still trying to cool down a little bit. I'm stirring the pot over here. Who's stirring the pot? I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, that brings us to our next segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, someone who did something dumb in the last week. Put it to a Twitter vote and see who wins. For our last vote, uh, my nominee, Northwestern Athletic Department, got 55% of the vote, followed by Joy's nominee of ESPN with 16%, and Casey's nominee, Clemson fans, got 15%. And then, MBG, you were a close fourth. Your nominee got 14%. So we're tightly bunched. (laughs) And I've got 10 wins. Casey and Joy have five apiece. MBG is still sitting on zero. So I've got my fun fact for the week for you, MBG. You're now 0-20. You're now tied with the 2011 Tulsa Shock and the 2022 (laughs) Indiana Fever, who owned the longest losing streak in WNBA history at 20 games. So keep it rolling, my man. Hey, that's good company, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime you're with the Indiana Fever, you're doing something right, MBG. Yep, I got a fever. All right, right, Casey, who are you going with this week? Uh, This week I got a banger. No pun intended. I'm going with Kansas football player Joe Krause, who was arrested after reportedly reporting a bomb threat to the the university's football facility. Now, I know that we've heard many people say that he was just saying he was going to go blow up the toilet, as, you know, probably you and I have all said, but apparently it's a little bit more serious than that. The the article that I read was from Sports Illustrated. It said Kansas uh, Kansas offensive lineman Joe Krause was arrested Monday on charges of aggravated criminal threat that caused terror, evacuation, or disruption. I'll be honest. After some Taco Bell, I've had some terror, evacuation, and disruption (laughs) in the bathroom. But anyway, for that, I'm going with Joe Krause as my genius of the week. Have you seen what he did? Like, what prompted that? I, I have not seen any details on that. There's been no details. I was looking for a little bit something further than headlines to, to spout about today, but I didn't see anything further on it. He's got up to two two years, seven months in prison, and that's the minimum. Yeah, I was like, going to say, that's the minimum. 
Like he just didn't want to go lift weights that day or what? I don't know. I mean, he's a walk-on too. I don't even think he he hasn't played in the game since like 2020. Have you you seen the pictures of him though? Yeah. (laughs) He totally looks like a dude that would call in a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) All I'm saying is you're seven months in prison and playing for Kansas football are probably pretty similar. (laughs) Casey, have you ever seen, there is a news report. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's a like a local news station talking about a bomb threat being called into a Home Depot. And it's literally what you just said. It's a guy who went into the Home Depot bathroom and said, I'm fixing to blow this place up. <laughs> and the woman reading the news starts laughing uncontrollably. It's like one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Well, it's funny because I had the screen off. I was reading the article, obviously, on my computer screen. So I heard your little chuckle under undertones, you know? <laughs> So I was wondering that's exactly what, what I was thinking. That's what you were I'm thinking. I'm gonna have about, to see right? if I can find that clip uh, when we post Genius of the Week. <laughs> All right, Joy, who do you have this week? Um, my Genius of the Week is the five um, media members who voted that Vanderbilt would win the SEC this season. Their credentials should be revoked immediately, and. I just like I can't even expand on this because I'm that mind boggled that they could be that idiotic and stupid. Yeah, they obviously didn't go to Vanderbilt because anyone that goes there wouldn't be that idiotic. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. Those are my geniuses, geniuses of the week. I actually, I know one of the person, one of the people well, who voted for. Can tell you know, I will not share their identity, but that's uh, for their best interest. <laughs> but do you think that's a do you think that's a clap back at Georgia? For last year, multiple players saying that they were disrespected. I mean, like, why Vandy in the SEC East? Why not go like South you Carolina? Think, I think Vandy's going to be like. I think I, I think they're trying. And then to get five of them. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah that, that was what surprised me. That was five, right? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I got a nice <laughs> chuckle out of it though. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it was five votes for how many like win? Like maybe they misunderstood like five votes for how many wins they thought Vandy would get. Five is. <laughs> generous i think it's very generous but i'm trying to justify it because there's just zero justification in it maybe they're just trying to give vanderbilt some big heads so they're easier to beat they get them a little overconfident so their coach can say everyone doubted us no one believed us they're taking the right the opposite of the georgia approach Mm -hmm. that's clark lee (laughs) all right mbg is this the week yeah this one's the winner i know (laughs) I'll, I'll get off the schneid here. If people don't a vote for like me, Vanderbilt is winning the SEC. <laughs> no, this one, this is honestly a good one. So mine is Florida State fans. So I don't know if y'all saw this, but Florida State has a recruit. His name is Charles Lester, who I think is verbally committed to uh, Florida State. But he chose to take a visit to Colorado this weekend, just a visit. He didn't commit to Colorado. Um, he just took a visit to Colorado, and this prompted Florida State fans um, to say these things about their coaching staff. Worst recruiting staff in the country. I think we can all agree that Sertain has to go. They can't close. It's unsettling. Norvell might be on the hot seat sooner rather than later. And this other one says, fire Pat. This is on him. So they have a recruit who takes a visit to Colorado and all of a sudden it's fire everybody. Um, <laughs> we love it. So, right. 
that's even a lower bar than usual right there, right? Like not even losing a recruit, just someone, no. someone taking a visit. The best part is that he's actually not even committed to Florida State. Like his his recruitment is still open. He's committing on Friday. So he actually – Oh, that's right. He, hasn't, he actually hasn't even committed to Florida State. So they are genuinely just over-exaggerating. That's right. I apologize. I misspoke. He hadn't committed, neither verbally. It, it felt like it reading the message boards that he had it committed. It did. It did feel like it. Yeah. But, yeah, for the overreaction, wanting to fire Pat Sertain and maybe even Mike Norvell, because this guy takes a trip to Colorado, makes them my geniuses of the week. And Florida State's in the best position they've been in since, I mean, I don't know when, but. Since um, Jameis was still in Colorado. 2014. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean, this is yeah. like, they won, what, 10 games last year? And they're, you know, I think they're primed to have another good year this year. So. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to fire Norvell and start all over. Yeah. <laughs> They probably have the best quarterback, arguably the best running backs. They have a great D-line, probably yeah. the number one overall pick next year in Jared Verse at defensive end. Yeah, they're, they're supposed to be good on paper, but they're already ready to fire Norvell. But let's we, go, yeah, get rid but of we haven't lost this recruit, but let's go ahead and just get rid of the whole staff. Willie Taggart's available, I think. <laughs> yeah, they could probably get him. Yeah, he's, he's got some time. All right, so I'm going with uh, Kansas City Chiefs super ha- super fan Chief Saholic. I don't know if you guys are familiar with his work. It's the guy who dressed <laughs> up like a wolf and attended pretty much every Chiefs home and away game, which obviously can get a little bit pricey. It turns out that he was funding these trips by robbing seven banks across the Midwest, allegedly in 2022. He was originally arrested in December. But then another Chiefs fan, I didn't know this until I started doing a little digging, another Chiefs fan posted his $80,000 bond, after which Chief Saholic decided to cut off his ankle monitor. And I, if I were MBG, I would make this joke. And the wolf went on the lamb, but I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, but <laughs> he went on the run from the cops, got arrested again earlier this month, which is why he's now my genius of the week. And so for robbing banks, running from the law, and most of all for dressing up like an ass. That's why I'm picking this guy. Also, I'm using a little postmortem on this. If you saw the Netflix series Quarterback, he's in the background of one of the scenes from episode six, I believe. Somebody screenshot it and uh, put it on Twitter. So he's at least famous, I guess. He's got that going for him. <laughs> they knew him. It sounds like I need to get further into quarterbacks. I've only seen the first couple episodes, but... Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. I was too busy watching Too Hot to Handle season five. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was kidding. That's Oh, I know you're not kidding. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> it's better than Milf Manor. I'm just telling you that. No way. Casey, now you're just saying things to hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we start on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to College Football Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. Also, we're doing a cross promotion with the Sickos Committee podcast. They had a new show drop this week, which is fantastic as always. Show included some classic Sickos content, including Bottle Service, the 2023 SEC Champions Vanderbilt, 1962 Northwestern Football. Nuclear reactors on college campuses, biblical kings and wine bottle sizes, and much more. So check them out. So they're doing good stuff, obviously. They're talking about some of the same stuff that we're talking about with Joy's uh, 
genius of the week there. I just love how they're all over the yard, too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. All right, MBG. Got some good stuff lined up this week. Well, let's see if we do. You guys hear about our friend Jim Harbaugh? <laughs> Heard a couple things. <laughs> it looks like Mr. Harbaugh is potentially discussing a four-game suspension to start the season for uh, some recruiting violations. I think the NCAA had had four level two violations. They had found like meeting with recruits during a COVID-19 dead period, texting a recruit outside of an allowable time period, having analysts perform on-field coaching duties during practice, and having coaches watching players work out via Zoom. Real serious stuff here. And I think ultimately what got Harbaugh in trouble was I think the NCAA was alleging that he lied about it. So it sounds like Michigan and the NCAA are trying to negotiate some sort of a penalty, which news came out this week that it was going to be a four-week four, a four week suspension. Keep in mind, this is negotiated between the NCAA and, and Michigan. So obviously Michigan fans were not happy about this. They're upset at the NCAA um, for some reason. And this guy, Wolves22, had a, had a great idea of how to take care of this. He says, total BS, fire the spineless ward which is their athletic director. We need to start a site petition that we can send to Ward and the president demanding they fight this and sue the NCAA. So Michigan fans want to start a petition that I guess would mandate that the university then give the big middle finger to the NCAA and sue them. You think that would work? I think that might be against their best interest personally, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so my, my favorite was that there was another post on the MGO blog um, because they were upset saying, well, look, look what happened to Tennessee. They did all this paying players and all this stuff. And they basically got a slap on the wrist and, you know, Jim Harbaugh wasn't truthful um, or won't, ad- won't admit that he committed a violation. And so he gets a four game suspension. So this guy, Jay Humich, um, MGO blog says the actual difference is that Harbaugh is too honest to say that he lied. If he had lied, <laughs> he'd be okay with that, but he refuses to lie and say that he lied. So some pencil pusher at a defunct organization got his pennies in a bunch because he thought this was a pissing contest. That's tremendous. <laughs> so what, I guess what got Jim in this mess is he's just too honest. He's <laughs> And the NCAA is pen- penalizing him for that, obviously. <laughs> I saw that in a movie once. I think it was called Liar, Liar. <laughs> I do want to tell you that the first four games is a, a really a gauntlet for Michigan this year. They, they open up with uh, East Carolina University. Then they play UNLV. Then they play Bowling Green. Then they play Rutgers. So he's going to be missing a Big Ten game. And you don't know the grind of a max schedule the way Michigan does. I think that had something to do with the negotiating, right? There's probably the four game suspension coinciding with those four games probably had something to do with if they're going to agree to it. That's probably why. It's right. like an we- SEC player suspension, really. I mean, it's like you missed the first quarter against directional Louisiana. It's like a Grayson Allen suspension by Coach K. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you work coming, I'll work the gratuitous Duke shot anytime I can. <laughs> I gave the SEC, you gave the Duke. We're getting yep. double we're getting double thumbs up, I think. I can't see. It's not HD on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, I mean you can it. see you can see how this went down though. They basically said, Hey, look, how do we get the NCAA up our back? And Jim's probably like, Well, look, we're gonna win our first four games by fifty points a game. Right. How about I just kind of sit that one out? Right. Sit those four out. I'm not even going to be paying attention for the first four games of the year anyway. So he's just going to be drawing up a game plan for uh, Ohio State. That's right. He's going to wear the same khakis for all four of those games. <laughs> there were a couple of things I enjoyed with this. One of them was I saw some people saying that he would have been better off handing out bags full of money instead of bags full of cheeseburgers, which I guess <laughs> was a reference to the Tennessee thing. And then a, a friend of mine on Twitter at John Tweet Sports, who's a Georgia fan. He pulled up this Harbaugh tweet from 2016. It said, if the Georgia coach is by Harbaugh, if the Georgia coach is implying any intent on our part to break the rules, he is barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> so it's one of those things, man, Twitter will always get you, right? Like, <laughs> unless you go back and delete everything, people are going to dig through and find something. So, I mean, I think the whole thing is ridiculous, but that's not going to stop us from roasting Harbaugh for this, obviously. No, he's too honest, though. He's on a cave up there. <laughs> straight, real straight shooter. Yes. It's weird that guy, fans of their own team think that, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's honest. That almost never happens. All right. Well, speaking of dishonesty, uh, there's an Oklahoma fan I found here this week who made a couple promises that I know he can't keep. Uh, <laughs> That he's never going to be able to keep. So this is a guy named CHS6365 on Sooners Illustrated. He had a post saying, when we join the SEC next year, I will make two promises. First one is I will never chant SEC, SEC at a non-conference opponent at the end of the game. Bullcrap. And I will still never watch, listen to, or read what Paul Feinbaum says. Bullcrap. There's no way he keeps either of those promises for not even their first two weeks in in the SEC. Agreed? Absolutely. Full agreement. Yeah. Joy, have you ever not chanted SEC at a non-conference opponent? Do you know if I, if in all actuality, I think the only time that I vividly remember chanting SEC, because we, honestly, we don't – like a lot of times when you would do it, like – you're just beating the team so bad that it doesn't really matter. But I vividly remember being in Shreveport. I was in high school when A&M and Missouri were coming to the SEC. And Missouri was playing in the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, which says all we need to know about Missouri's football program at the time. And I don't remember who they played, but they won by like three points and immediately started chanting SEC because they were joining the SEC in the next season. And I remember chanting it then <laughs> looking back now. I'm like, the fact that that's what I really remember chanting that is pretty sad. The only other time that I think I would have was I went to the first college football playoff game when it was Alabama, Ohio state in the sugar bowl and Alabama fans were chanting it for about 20 seconds and then Ohio state ended up winning that game and it got real awkward and real quiet. <laughs> so both times I didn't even do it the second time. Cause I was not cheering for Alabama, obviously both times, neither were moments to be super proud of. So I, I don't really see, I, I don't really do it that frequently. 
Um, I do it more on like social media just to make everyone mad. But like we didn't do it at Utah State. We chant LSU more than we chant SEC. We don't really. Really I just think it's the other conferences that are are just jealous of the SEC because you can't just say Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12. Like, it just doesn't roll off the tongue. I mean, you can chant ACC, but... Yeah, or PAC, or BI. But not really during football season. It's a tough tough chant. (laughs) It's kind of a cell phone if we're... uh, The funnier part of of this post to me was... Him saying he's never going to listen to Feinbaum, and I wish he could understand that like none of us listen to Paul Feinbaum. Like that's not a SEC. We don't listen. Alabama does. You're lying. You're, you're lying, Joe. You're one hundred percent. You're as dishonest as this guy here. Try to be more like Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> Just be like our friend Jim Harbaugh. You're right, MG. I wake up every day and say, "When is Paul Feinbaum going on TV?" I know you do. It's four o'clock. I have to take breaks from writing poems to LSU athletes to listen to Paul Feinbaum. <laughs> well, what was funny about this post is how mad Oklahoma fans got at me for tweeting the one this guy post in out. particular, right? The one guy called you a hypocrite, <laughs> right? Because he said you were trolling. He said you were trolling Oklahoma, and I thought the whole point was you were kind of trolling the SEC. Right. Yeah, I mean, the whole post is making fun of SEC fans. Right. And I was basically saying, look, once you're in the SEC, you're going to become like all the other SEC fans. Uh, Oklahoma fans, I'll tell you, they're sensitive. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but they are very sensitive. They are talking about a a fan base that stalked Lincoln Riley's wife. (laughs) I will never let that go. I mean, they're convinced that you're out to get them in some way or and or that you went to a rival of Oklahoma. Like, I don't know if you saw all the comments, but there was a lot of that in there. Yeah, they think I'm a USC fan. Um, well, they think you're rusty. So. Yes, they think yeah. I'm uh, rusty, the USC <laughs> fan. And so, I, but I don't know. Like, I post, like, anytime I post an Oklahoma fan, they say that I post, that's all I do is post Oklahoma stuff. But I don't think I post, I certainly post way more Clemson or Texas A&M or even Georgia stuff. Than I oh, do yeah. Oklahoma I don't stuff. even think it's close. It's been a lot. But, yeah. Man, they are so uh, sensitive about it, which makes me kind of want to do it more. <laughs> You're going to do, do it even it harder. Even harder. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the overarching themes for this podcast, right? Oh, you don't mm-hmm. like that? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah. Speaking of doing it harder, we had a friend a while back the show, a Clemson poster, Casey, Francis Marion. And Francis Marion, a few, I think we had this post on the show a few weeks ago. He talked about that he had gotten a new job as a, as a position coach at the JV level. And he was pretty proud of himself. And that post was on, well, June 21st, so just over a month ago. Well, he's been at his job working hard, apparently, because he posted today and he said that he's got some pretty big news. He said, I was informed during a coach's meeting yesterday that I would be in charge of the entire D-line for my JV team moving forward. As many of you already know, I was the D-end coach up to this point. And while I feel for the D-line coach I am replacing, I hope that he will be able to learn from this and be a better man for it. Like I always tell my players, you learn more from a loss than a victory. 
even though we won't be experiencing many losses this season unless you fail me. So this guy's moving right at the ladder. He's been on the job a month, and he's already gone from a defensive end coach to a D-line coach at the JV level. It just shows you how good he is at his job. I mean, they haven't even played a game yet. They probably haven't even been to a jamboree or any of that. Exactly, and he's already – he's going to be the defensive coordinator at Clemson by 2025. (laughs) At this pace, yeah, at this rate he will. I mean, doesn't this mean somebody's dad decided not to help out with the JV team? Isn't that what we're we're probably talking about here? There's there's part of the story he's not telling us here about his predecessor, uh, D-line coach. He feels bad for him. (laughs) We we can only speculate how that man lost his job. I mean, he must have some compromise. This is like three-year letterman. I saw you posted that in the thread. That was awesome. (laughs) This is like three-year letterman if you stripped away the intelligence, humor, and creativity. This, this is what you'd be left with. <laughs> All right. Okay, we're, we're going to close it out here. i got two posts, so two different posters who both have uh, some real dilemmas um, in their lives that they're dealing with. <laughs> the first one is from a Tennessee fan, Smokey1208. This is on GoVols247. His post title is A Real Dilemma. It says, my five-year-old grandson is playing flag football for the first time. The team assignments came out, and he was placed on the Crimson Tide team. I have no idea if there is a volunteer team. We're in the Chicago area. But if there is, does it make me a bad papa if I root for the orange against my own grandson? <laughs> so, so what do you guys say? Bad grandpa? No. I mean. <laughs> shaking her head no. I don't think so. I mean, teacher. I mean, it's not the real Crimson Tide. No, but like, teach your grandkids right from wrong. It's only an hour, probably at five. <laughs> and years tell old, them like, look, bro, no. sorry, like you got picked by the wrong team. Like, be a better athlete. You know, there's just kid'll still get options. ice cream after the game, probably. Yeah, there's options does, for sure. I mean, he only has to cheer against his grandkid like once, maybe twice that season. I mean, I, I feel like it's fine. It's like my kid where, God forbid, ever decide to go to Alabama. Well, no, I think he's saying he's got to cheer against him every single game. Right. Yeah, I think he's going to cheer against Alabama. him every game. <laughs> like, you just go to the game. Every- uh, well, then, I mean, it's it's a fair point. I get it. I understand. <laughs> did you all – maybe I'm the only one who did this. Did any of you ever pick a team that your parents rooted against when you were growing up just to be a jerk? Like my dad was a hardcore Redskins fan when I was little, like talking like ages five to 10. And so this is back in the seventies when the Redskins were really good. So I decided, well, I'll root for the Cowboys because it'll be cool Oof. when we watch the games together. And looking back, I mean, he was always cool about it, but looking back, I'm sure he wanted to just strangle me <laughs> because <laughs> if my son rooted for the Steelers, I would lose my <laughs> So, <laughs> I remember being on the phone. Tech, even worse. I mean, I just I couldn't handle it. Like they mess with me by saying they're going to root for Virginia Tech or Duke. Like it's you know it's a joke because it's not true. But if it were actually happening, I I don't think I'd handle it nearly as well as my dad did. I remember when I was seven years old, I was on the phone with my grandfather who lived in San Francisco, Santa Clara. No, where do you live? Santa Cruz, actually. And he was a diehard 49ers fan. And my mom told him that that I started liking the dolphins because of their colors. So 
I got on the phone with my grandfather, who I'd only met maybe three times in my entire life, that's to this day, and he called me a pussy. <laughs> and and so that my dad called me. He said that I said not only, and I probably didn't say it this eloquently, but he said not only are the dolph are, are the dolphins going to win today, but they're going to win for a lot more years. It wasn't like that. It was probably like dolphins are going to win, and they're still going to be good next year or something silly like that. Well, they haven't won yet, and uh, my fandom's starting to wane a little bit. <laughs> Your grandpa. I don't know if he's still alive, but if not, he was a gangster. I mean, that is, that is such a badass move. It's up for debate what he called me, but I'm pretty sure it was the P word. <laughs> you don't forget. That one's ingrained, right? Oh, man. All right. Last one. This is from an Auburn board. This is another dilemma this poster found himself in. S-E-C. Sorry. <laughs> and his, the title of his post this is on Auburn Live. This is the Mercer Tiger 11. He says, well, this is awkward. He goes on to tell us this. He says, so the wife and I are four hours from home on our second night of a four-night vacation. When I get a notification of movement on my DIN camera, well, to make a long story short, the house slash dog sitter brought a gentleman over to the house and had some fun. I got a lot of motion alerts on my phone. No, I didn't watch. This is a new girl, and I don't think we'll hire that. That I don't think we'll hire again. But here's the thing: what do I do now? I've got two more nights at the Gulf before we head home. If I call her and say busted, I've got a camera. I'm scared she'll leave and I won't have someone to take care of the dogs. Do I tell her at all that I know and hope that prevents a repeat? Also, can't tell the wife, she'll freak. But rest assured, I'm checking the guns and liquor when I get home. <laughs> My first thought is, there's only one reason why he's not telling his wife about this, and it has nothing to do with her freaking out. <laughs> Give it to us. Well, it has everything to do with him wanting to keep that video. Oh. He 100% watched. By oh, every minute. <laughs> how, how does he know what happened without yeah. watching? Yeah, he 1,000%. Well, he watched it more than once. I mean, that's... Okay, There's stop. Only... stop. Time out. We got to stop. We, we, no, Kim, it's like talking... It's like having a conversation with my father. Like, we're... I, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, I've got more questions, but, and I I'm sure you do. I don't. I don't think this will make you less uncomfortable. Um, my, <laughs> my, my main question is, why not just let him bang in peace? Like, why does why does he have to say anything? Like, you get a house sitter because they're I doing just, it all over his furniture and his house. Just scotch guard that. Then I mean, what, <laughs> well. He gets scotch guard at post situation. Well, you should have thought about this. Look, if you if you have a house sitter, I mean, at least I know from like in high school, you have a house sitter. You just have to assume they're having sex all over your house, right? What is wrong what? with y'all? <laughs> Don't say y'all. I've not said a word yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's coming. But I haven't said it yet. You were nodding. I want to know. There's only one reason to have a den camera, right? And it's for when the house sitter comes over with her boyfriend. <laughs> and you're hoping she has sex. 
<laughs> now well, you can say it, Joy. Well, I'm, I'm I'm, well, we we have those cameras, and I don't know about you guys, but you can talk through. So I would have just said, I would have just started saying stuff in the camera, try to get her attention. I mean, like what exactly? <laughs> hey, can you guys get off the couch? Yeah, lay down. There's a tarp in the garage. <laughs> That's it. Seems like that solves the problem. <laughs> Everybody gets what they want. Win win. So my uh, my other question, although we should probably just end on that because that was brilliant, <laughs> is why does he think the guns are getting taken out? Like what the hell? <laughs> like, that? That's what the tarp's for. What? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe lock them up ahead of time, but putting that aside, like, well, they're having sex. I better check the guns. Like, what the <laughs> they obviously didn't need the liquor. Right. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a funny uh, post for a message board. I'm not quite sure what advice he got, but I think my advice would have been the better all around advice, but he didn't right. ask me. So whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. <laughs>